smartcast you are listening to a mint production brought to you by hd smartcast hi why not mint money is a daily podcast on personal finance that helps you get smart about managing money we help you understand basic money concepts to keep you from making bad money mistakes why not mint money is your one stop solution to money matters so let's get started welcome to your money journey Hi this is Namrata Patel from Mint's personal finance team and in this episode of Why Not Mint Money we're going to go back to the very basics and talk about mutual funds. If you've been watching television in India in the last 10 years it's highly doubtful that you have missed the mutual fund investments are subject to market risks advertisement. If you have still not dipped your feet into mutual funds or want to understand what mutual funds are this podcast episode is for you. We have with us today a very special guest vivek kaul vivek is the author of the easy money trilogy and his latest book bad money his lucid writing simplifies the big world of money and personal finance thank you for joining us today vivek uh, thanks for having me namrata and thanks for that lovely introduction lovely to have you on our podcast today so vivek jumping straight to our topic today which is mutual funds How would you explain mutual funds to a newbie or a person who's never invested in mutual funds before? Okay, you know, on a lighter note, he can possibly go to YouTube and start uh, by watching Baba Sagal's uh, mutual has a song on 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 the mutual fund. <laughs> so, iske yes, uske paas hai ghamand, mere paas hai mutual fund. Uh, for people, you know, for Zoomers who are listening into this podcast, what uh, uh, Baba Sagal was this great. rap star that india had in the uh, 1990s and uh, he should have faded away with time but he's still around so okay that being the case uh, uh, so we you know uh, you know if if one were to sort of explain mutual funds to someone who has uh, never invested in a mutual fund uh, what one would say is that it is an indirect way of investing now what do i mean by an indirect way of investing uh, you know when you let's say you know you want to open a bank fixed deposit you go to a bank you deposit money and you know your fixed deposit is uh, good to go or you know you don't even need to go to the bank these days you can just log into your internet banking account and open a fixed deposit you want to buy stocks uh, you open a demat account link your bank account into it transfer money into it buy stocks sell stocks you're good to go and along similar lines so uh but in case you want to buy uh, uh, uh you know uh, let's say a mutual fund what things uh, happen a little differently now let's say uh, you you want to buy there are different kinds of mutual fund let's say you want to buy an equity mutual fund so what do you do you essentially invest in that equity mutual fund and that equity mutual fund in turn buys stocks for you so in that way it is a indirect way of investing you're not buying stocks directly you are buying a mutual fund you're buying units of a mutual fund and the money that you sort of uh, hand over to the mutual fund is used to buy stocks indirectly for you now uh, let me also clarify that uh, uh, other than uh, uh, stocks that is equity mutual fund uh, there are debt mutual funds there are gold mutual funds uh and uh, you know recently even uh, you know the the securities and exchange board of india uh, gave permission for launching silver mutual funds so there are it is an indirect way of uh, investing in 
different kinds of uh, financial and also real assets like gold. Right. So in a sense, mutual funds are an easier way to invest in an underlying uh, instrument like equity, debt or gold, where an expert is actually taking care of your portfolio and you don't need to bother with the investment decision as such. For sure. I mean, it, it's easier, uh, you know, in, in, in the sense that, uh, you know, if you have to buy, let's say, you know, if you have to buy stocks, then the right way of going about it is to research a stock and then understand it over a period of time and then go ahead and buy it. Now, uh, you may not have the wherewithal uh, to, to do that. You may not have the training necessary to do that. Uh, if, if you have the training necessary to do that, you may not have the time to follow all this. So in that sense, uh, mutual funds are an easier uh, way of investing. You just put uh, money into a mutual fund and then, uh, you know, let that money grow over a period of time. You know, there used to be this... Uh, old uh, hero honda ad i'm sorry i'm giving you all these 90s examples but you know i'm my head is still stuck there so there used to be this old uh, hero honda ad which uh, went like fill it shut it forget it so mutual funds uh, equity mutual funds uh, specifically can be a tad like that wherein you invest in them and then you know you invest stay invested over a period of time and then you know hopefully that investment grows so so speaking of, uh, you know, the advantages of mutual funds, what do you think are, you know, the standout uh, advantages of investing in mutual funds? Okay, so so first and foremost is the convenience, okay, wherein uh, you are essentially, uh, you know, if, if you want to do stocks, invest in stocks well, uh, it can be a, you know, it, it can be quite challenging. So, so uh, it, the first thing is convenience when it comes to stocks, uh, even when it comes to something like gold, uh, Indirect investing in gold can be very convenient, wherein uh, you can buy uh, smaller amounts of gold. You don't have to uh, physically keep gold at home. You don't need to insure gold. Uh, you can keep buying gold over a period of time and hence, uh, you know, accumulate the money that is, uh, you know, required to buy gold. At a later date, you can sell those, uh, you know, sell the mutual fund units and then go and buy real gold uh, if required. Also, you know, when, when you're dealing with a jeweler, you need to keep uh, track of the fact that whether the jeweler is selling you real gold. So there are uh, different advantages when it comes to uh, different kinds of uh, mutual funds. Also, you know, in an equity mutual fund, uh, what uh, happens is that by buying a mutual fund, you are automatically diversifying. Now, what is diversification uh, in a very simple way? Uh, as the old uh, adage goes, don't put all your eggs in one basket. So, uh, you know, the moment, let's say you have, you know, you have 5,000 rupees or 4,000 rupees at a given point of time. Now, uh, if you have a limited amount of money to invest, you will obviously not be able to buy 10, 15 different stocks, good stocks. Uh, I mean, there are always enough penny, small stocks, penny stocks, not so good stocks going around, which you can. But if you want to buy good stocks, uh, you know, the bigger stocks in the market, uh, you uh, may not have enough money to ensure that you buy an adequate number of stocks and in the process have an adequate amount of diversification. But the moment uh, you buy a mutual fund, that diversification happens automatically because by law, a mutual fund is uh, supposed to buy a minimum number of stocks. You know, mutual fund cannot just buy two stocks and three stocks or five stocks for that matter. They need to buy, you know, I think it, the number used to be 11. I mean, I'm not sure now what, what, what the exact number is. So by, by 
by the very definition of of a mutual fund you end up diversifying uh, your investment and in fact within asset classes as well so you know in fact just mutual funds as a whole lets you invest in equity in equity different types of market capitalization different industries when it comes to debt there's again a vast range of debt mutual funds and again then as you mentioned gold and silver so even in mutual funds you can diversify within different asset classes in fact yeah i mean that that's a very nice point you make if if you look at you know talking about equity mutual funds because uh, that is what is most popular among the retail investors uh there are various kinds of equity mutual funds you know uh, you have large cap funds which invest in stocks or you know which have a very large market capitalization then we have mid cap funds multi cap funds uh, then there are sectoral funds so let's say you want to uh, you know invest in the banking sector per se so instead of buying 20 different banking stocks you can look at a good banking sector mutual fund and buy that also you know uh, let's not forget index funds i think index funds uh, uh, are uh, extremely overrated uh, sorry underrated in india and uh, not many people talk about it now what exactly is an index fund so let's say uh, you know we all have heard about uh, the bse sensex which is india's most popular uh, stock market market index and it is as we know it is made up of 30 different stocks now what will happen in an index fund is that it will invest in these uh, 30 different stocks exactly in the way the sensex is so uh, as an investor i can have uh, indirect investment in sensex stocks by investing in the uh, in, in any index fund on the sensex or similar way there are index funds on the on on the national stock exchanges nifty index as well which has 50 different stocks in it so what this does is it takes the uh, the manager the manager the fund manager out of the equation you know one big risk uh, when investing in a mutual fund is that the mutual fund manager who you have invested with and every mutual fund has a fund manager uh, is he good enough uh, is he making the right uh, stock picks at any given point of time now the moment you invest in an index fund that risk gets taken out of the equation now of course uh, on on the you know uh, on the flip side uh, the 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 returns will be limited to the returns generated by by the index whereas in case uh, of uh, an active fund manager uh, the returns can be greater than the index as well but uh, you know on the flip side they can be lower than the index as well so if you are looking at a totally brainless way of i mean and brainless is probably uh, you know uh not the right word here but uh, you know if you're looking at a very easy way of uh, investing right if you're looking at uh, you know if you don't want to have any headaches while investing the best way to invest is to buy uh, index funds and you know and then you know let it run over a period of time so and also index funds have a much lesser expense uh, management expense that it ha- you know takes place because see what what happens is you know in in, in when a fund manager is uh, actively managing a mutual fund there are there are bound to be expenses right in an index fund you know you you've just all you need to do is just, just buy keep buying the uh, same set of stocks uh, over and over again and unless the constitution of the sensex changes but you know that that is beyond the uh, let's not go there that's beyond the scope of this podcast so uh, what a mutual fund needs to do uh, in order to run an index uh, fund is obviously less expensive than what it needs to do in order to run an actively managed fund with fund managers and you know and analysts and so on and so forth 
And one more thing also that uh, even in mutual funds, you can invest in different geographies. Now you can invest in yes. the European markets, the US markets, the other Asian countries. So it All over the world, you, you can invest in, uh, you know, South right. America. Or, right. or, you know, so. So, so international diversification is, uh, is yeah, also. Yeah, you know, the, and the, the interesting thing here is that, uh, uh you know you you can inter, you know you can invest internationally through mutual funds in uh, different geographies and you can also invest in different sectors okay so let's let's take the example of agriculture as such right now in india there are not many uh, agriculture food processing you know this kind of thing there are not many stocks in the listed space so india's you know uh, biggest uh, you know, if you look at Amul, you know, Amul is, uh, is one of the bigger food companies, milk, you know, it, it's a dairy, uh, milk dairy also. So, but it is not a listed entity, right? It is a cooperative. So how do you uh, play that kind of, uh, uh, investment? Uh, so for that, you have, uh, specific mutual funds or you want to, as you said, you know, you want to invest in gold mining companies, very specific example or other commodity mining companies. So there are not many such, uh, you know, uh, stocks to invest in uh, India. But this is obviously if you're looking to get into a very, uh, you know, specialized kind of uh, case. Right. So in a sense, mutual funds give you an entire range of different products, different, uh, you know, investments to make through just one category of mutual funds. So that addresses the requirements of a lot of investors. Ease, ease is a very important uh, point here. You know, what happens is with, with a lot of specialized investors, uh, they uh, essentially uh, look at the most uh, uh, optimal solution. So they would want to, you know, invest directly in stocks, make their investing decisions and so on. But, uh, you know, it is, this is a very feasible option. You know, you can just sit back and relax and, you know, we, all of us have too many different things to do in life, right? So we can't like be focused on our uh, investing for half our day every day. Uh, so so this mutual funds helps us, uh, uh, you know, get around that problem. And this is not to say that, you know, once you've invested, you need to forget about it totally. You obviously need to keep regular track. Uh, but mutual fund generally makes that easier. And on the other end of the spectrum, you know, there are those who in the, probably in the last 18 months who've invested aggressively in stocks and made 5x, 10x returns. Uh, they feel like, you know, stocks is probably the only way to invest in equity. But what would you say in comparison? You know, yeah, why I mean, see, here, here's the thing, uh, uh, you know, Namrata, the, I mean, I'm not really sure as to what is the number of uh, people who have made this kind of money because, you know, there's really no data going around. Okay. The number two, uh, the, the second thing is that, yes, they have uh, made money by making concentrated bets. But this is true only for the last 18 months. You know, what exactly. about the period before that? Okay. Right. So people tend to forget that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a very uh, simple example. Uh, there are, uh, you know, there are still uh, many public sector uh, companies uh, which have not crossed their all time highs. Okay. So if you had, let's say, bet on, you know, one of these public sector companies, uh, a very concentrated portfolio, uh, you may not have made any money or you may not have made a lot of money. So it is a matter of timing. So just because something has worked in, in the last 18 months, uh, doesn't mean that that becomes an investing principle. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a very simple example, which, which is, which is probably, uh, which is not from mutual funds. Now, there are a lot of people who've made money by investing in Bitcoin. Okay. Uh, so let's say you had 
you know you bet you know you you had uh, 10000 rupees and you you invested in bitcoin and a few weeks later it was 15000 rupees okay now what what happens after this real wealth cannot be built in a matter of few weeks or in a matter of few months or even in a matter of few years real wealth through investing is built over a period of decades it it just doesn't it can't happen overnight now obviously you know there will be examples which sort of contradict what i am saying there are always examples but the fact that there are so few of these examples or a few of these exceptions proves the rule i mean or proves what i am trying to say here you know investing is a any investing is a long term game you know wealth is built over a period of time so i mean i'll i'll give you an example from the sensex okay the first uh, so the sensex recently crossed 60000 points we all know that yes. and so the moment that happened uh, you know uh, these whatsapp forwards started going around which said that the first 30000 points of uh, the or rather the sensex went from 1000 points to 30000 points in a period of 27 years okay it is actually 26 years 9 months and a few days but let's say 27 years and the next uh, 30000 from 30000 to 60000 happened just in a period of uh, four four years and few months so now the here is the point the, the point here is that uh, if anyone had invested and stayed invested in stocks from 1990 to 2017 the period of 27 years or mutual funds for that matter uh, uh, in which uh, the sensex went from 1000 to 30000 points he would be a really wealthy man right because the returns in that case work out to around 2900% absolute returns whereas for anyone who had invested at 30000 and stayed invested till 60000 would have made some amount of money i'm not denying that but the returns in that case work out to around 99% 100% right? right so you know it is important to know when to look at uh, uh, percentages and when to look at absolutes so yes it has been fun in the last 18 months uh, it has been fun even in the last 4 years people have made a lot of money but have people become wealthy through investing uh, i have my doubts around around that now, yes i mean people have got their adrenaline going and you know your your dopamine addiction uh, must have been at its <laughs> peak you have enjoyed uh, the the rally but have you made real money i i mean i have my doubts about I mean, the wealthy. If you are, if you were wealthy to begin with, yes, you you would have become wealthier. But a normal middle class guy who has probably a few thousand rupees to invest every month, I don't see him having become wealthy in the last eighteen uh, months or in the last four years. That is a process which takes a much longer period of time. So. Right, and not just time, but also the you know the kind of expertise, the kind of analysis, and the kind of effort that goes into assessing uh, investment is not what everyone has on a regular term, you know, on a regular basis. Yes, but you know, when when everything is going up, uh, you start feeling like uh, you know you you have become an expert at picking up stocks, right? I'll I'll give you uh, give you an example. I and uh, you know a few few weeks back, I was just looking at the price to earnings ratios. of a few public sector company companies and uh, one company i thought was uh, at a very low public you know low price to earnings ratio and i invested some money in it and it has grown since then now i can very well argue that it was a very good pick that i made but i also know that everything else is going up right so you know what happens is in 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 when when things are going up 
uh, we tend to replace simple dumb luck uh, in our heads with investment expertise and that is not a that is not a good thing actually it's also called the recency bias where you keep only yes. the recent information and the recent performance in your mind and you forget you know the past hi- history which you probably wouldn't have been a so part because, of because see you know uh, a whole host of people have never seen a bear market so there is no memory but i have you know i have seen the 2008 bear market and how bad things uh, were i have also seen you know there was this uh, 19 uh, 94 uh, vanishing companies scam wherein uh, so many companies uh, came up with their ipos uh, on the bombay what used to be the bombay stock exchange and then disappeared with the money overnight so uh, so when you have been through different kinds of experiences you end up realizing uh, you know the importance of uh, you end up realizing the importance of indirect investing because you know if uh, what what happens is come what may in in a mutual fund because it is diversified by its very definition if prices fall the fall tends to be lower in a mutual fund than if you are betting on specific stocks there is the probability of it so. so going back to you know some investor who wants to get into mutual funds and they kind of come across so much information and data out there what are the three or four maybe common terms and you know concepts that a person should know before investing in mutual funds so you know the thing uh, what if if you talk about equity mutual funds and we'll stick to equity here because in case of debt mutual funds things can get pretty complicated so so the first thing you need to look at is the net asset value the net asset value or the nav as it is more commonly known as is basically the price of a mutual fund okay uh and a price of a single unit of a mutual fund so that is the uh, thing uh, to you know the, the first thing you need to look at uh, also uh, a lot of uh, you know there are a lot of websites out there these days which rank mutual funds on the basis of their long term performance so typically what i would do before i invest in a mutual fund is i would look at uh, uh, you know what is the 5 year 7 year 10 year return of this mutual fund i mean i don't want to look at one year return because in one year anyone uh, you know it can just be a matter of luck but if a fund has been doing well over a period of 10 years or in these days you have returns going back to as long as 20 years so if if a fund is doing well over a long term if it is constantly done well over a long term and this takes some amount of research if you don't want to do it just invest in an index fund Uh, uh but there is data available publicly on all these things and and if a fund has been doing well over the long term i would want to invest uh, in that fund i mean i don't want to invest in something which has been uh the best performing fund in the last one year but i would definitely want to invest in a fund which has been the best performing fund over a period of 10 years or more uh having said that past performance doesn't indicate uh Uh, anything i mean as the disclaimer uh, this the, the mutual fund uh, disclaimer goes uh, past performance uh, does not mean that uh, you know the fund will perform in in, in the future as well uh, but then how else do you you know go about investing in a mutual fund so, so this is how i would uh, you know basically go about if i was uh, investing in a mutual fund for the, for the first time if i had a little time if i didn't have time i would just invest in you know a, a nifty index fund and in and in some other index fund which probably this uh, which invests in mid cap stocks so there is there are index funds 
which uh, invest in mid cap stocks also so and i would stop there that that and and, and of course uh, all of this would be on a systematic investment plan uh it is very very important to understand this and you know when i i'll tell you something when i started investing in sips uh in uh, december 2005 okay and uh, and i continued for around 15 years and and then i stopped sometime last year so uh so you know when the, the when when i started investing in sips it was a very new concept and uh, and fund managers would say that uh, try out an sip for at least you know for 3 years and all that so what one realized at the end of 3 years is that 3 years is is a very small period of time you need to if you really want the beauty of an sip to play out uh, you need to be invested in it for at least 10 years now uh, what that does is you know the, what does an sip basically do and what an sip does is you invest an equal amount of money every month into a mutual fund so when when the markets are going up by very by the very by that very definition the nav of the mutual fund also goes up because you are investing a fixed amount you end up buying lesser number of units similarly when the market is going down the nav goes down and you end up buying more units so this uh, you know what is called as cost averaging happens and for multi so for the the cycle the entire market cycle to play out where the market also falls Uh, you need to be invested in an sip over a period of time because sips will be beneficial not because you bought uh, units when the market was doing very well but because you bought mutual funds when the market was not doing very well so so sometime in 2015 2016 after that i started seeing the you know the logic behind why you should uh, continue with your sips over a very uh, longish period of time i mean this 3 year sip and 5 year sip they don't have any uh, real meaning so right so a systematic investment plan or an sib is basically you know every month you put in a fixed amount of money into a mutual fund whereas a lump sum investment is wherein you have some sort of bonus or some sort of other income which has come in unexpectedly and you've saved a considerable amount of money you invest that in mutual funds through a lump sum so basically sip and lump sum are just you know methods of investing in mutual funds in fact even a lump sum can be invested uh, in equity you know in, over a period of time i mean you have a lump sum you don't have to invest it you know at one go you can still do an sip out of that lump sum so so for those who want to invest in mutual funds there are primarily three ways in which you can invest in mutual funds the first is through an intermediary like a broker or a mutual fund distributor or a bank and in this method you invest in the regular mode The second is where you can invest directly in mutual funds either through one of your fintech platforms or you know websites or apps or the websites of the fund house directly. And the third option which is you know f- getting more importance these days is MF Utilities and MF Central. MF Central has been launched recently. Uh these platforms are one-stop platforms that allow you to invest across various fund houses. and also give you service you know requests uh, like change of contact details change of bank change of you know nomination transmission which are not provided by your other fintech platforms so mf utilities and mf central are you know fast becoming the go to point for investors in mutual funds so ideally there are three ways in which you can invest in mutual funds uh because when i started investing the only way you could go through into a mutual fund was through an agent and i mean i had a very good agent but uh, 
typically not all uh, human agents so to say uh, had the uh, the best interests of the investors in in you know in in their minds so what uh, they would do and this is a trick that used to play out uh, often and it still does is that you know when a mutual fund would launch a new mutual fund scheme uh, they would essentially uh, get uh, investors to sell out of their old mutual funds and invest in the new mutual fund because the commissions that they made on the new mutual fund uh, were higher now this sort of thing doesn't happen as much as it used to but back in the day uh, you know the commissions were huge and uh, there were all kinds of things that used to happen there used to be junkets where agents used to be taken to you know holiday destinations all over the world and generally a lot of mis-selling used to happen not just in the mutual fund industry but even uh, in the insurance industry in fact a lot more in insurance than in mutual fund so the good part now is that uh, you know you can invest uh, as an investor there are various internet platforms uh, through which you can invest uh, directly uh, and uh, and it's very very simple you know all you need to do is just register and then at a click start at at, at a click of a button the risk there is obviously that uh, one tends to because it is so easy to buy and sell uh, one tends to sort of uh, you know get very involved with how prices are going up or going down and ends up making decisions that one should not so and also on such fintech platforms what usually happens is they also get recommendations from mutual funds so sometimes you know a person may solely rely on those recommendations or the top 10 list of mutual funds which may you know like we spoke about may not really the past performance may not be indicative of the future performance so you know that risk is there of kind of just complying with the top 10 mutual fund recommendations and not really taking a decision by yourself so you know the only way to get around that is by an index fund that you know i mean an index fund will give you the index return at any point of time so uh, and i mean that doesn't mean that you may you know uh, even the index can go down but at least you know you will you will gain as much as the index and you will lose also as much as the index so it it sort of protects you on the down so in a sense uh, you know summarizing our conversation today mutual funds are a great way to diversify your portfolio but there are a few things which you must keep in mind like probably your requirements your risk appetite and the time horizon for which you want to invest as well 100% in fact you know uh, time horizon is such an important concept uh, which people uh, tend to forget and especially in 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 the last 18 months uh, you know recently uh, a cousin of mine asked uh, asked me for an sip recommendation which i gave him and i also told him that you know you should do this if you're looking to do this at least for a period of 10 years and he was very surprised and his response was 10 years is a long time you know the last time i asked you for sip recommendations in 2017 uh, they have do- done so well in the last 4 years i said yeah but then you know the last 4 years may not be the next 4 years so <laughs> that that is something that you need to keep in your heads uh, while investing and you know that is true for all other uh, forms of uh, Uh, investing as well and not just in uh, mutual funds i mean if you have let's say you know if you have debt to repay uh, you know let's say if you have credit card debt so the first thing you need to do is repay that credit card debt instead of ensuring that you are investing in mutual funds or any other form of investing right and i think also the biggest takeaway would be that in mutual funds you can invest in various asset classes like equity debt and gold yes of course i mean the, the it it gives you automatic diversification at the asset level uh, between assets and within assets 
that is the best part of it uh, and it you know it's it's also the you know it's also the most boring part of it because you know once you have sort of adequately diversified you have adequately diversified so for a lot of people who are looking for action uh, mutual funds tend to become very boring so but in a sense uh, you know i think boring is what kind of helps you generate wealth in the longer term yes. and investing mutual has to funds be boring you know if if you have to actually make money out of investing if you have to make wealth out of investing uh, it has to be boring i mean you cannot get keep getting excited all the time and you know end up making uh, a large amount of money in the process absolutely uh thank you vivek for your time and your wonderful insights it was a pleasure speaking with you thanks namrata for having me and it was great speaking to you so thank you so much listening in we're also available on livemin.com and if you're old school then do pick up a copy of mint for some insightful coverage if you have any questions you want us to address do reach us out at ht smartcast we are present on twitter facebook and insta and if you want to connect over email write in to us at mintmoney@livemin.com until next time it's bye bye This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.